chapter 13, verses 6 to 9. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, For three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up all the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilise it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. Great. Thank you. Shall we pray? So gracious God, help us to understand a bit more this morning, this parable about the, the fig tree and what it means to each one of us today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the story about a fig tree. You can, you can see a picture of a, of, of a fig tree now. And it's a story about a man who decides that he's going to plant a fig tree. And he plants this fig tree in a vineyard. And he, he, he kind of has high hopes. He has expectations for this fig tree that it's going to produce for him lots of juicy figs. Kind of like the ones in here. And he really has this hope that this is going to happen. And a year goes by and he comes back to see his fig tree. And he's expecting to find lots of juicy figs to eat. And he looks at the fig tree. And there's no fruit. There's no figs. And he goes away disappointed. Another year passes by and this man still has high hopes that this fig tree is going to produce for him fruit. And so he comes back a second year expecting to find lots of figs on this fruit tree. And he looks at it. And he sees no figs. And now the year of disappointment turns into a year of frustration. And he goes away for another year. And he comes back a third year. And this year, he really has this expectancy that there will be lots of fruit on this fig tree. And he looks at it once more. And he sees a familiar sight. No figs on his fig tree. And the years of frustration and the year of disappointment kind of turns to resentment. And this explosion of anger erupts. And he pronounces a sentence of death upon this poor fig tree. Axe it. Cut it down because even the soil is too good for this fig tree. And then the gardener interrupts. And he says to the, to the owner of this vineyard and fig tree, he says to him, well, give me, you've waited three years, give me one more year. What's one more year? Give me that one more year to just see if we can produce some fruit. And let me do some digging into it. Let me do some digging into the soil and into the roots to see if I can find out what's going wrong. And let me put some dung, let me put some manure onto it. And see if I can feed it and, and make it grow. And then come back in a, in a year's time. And if there's fruit on that fig tree in a year's time, great. If not, then we'll axe it then. 
And that's how Jesus chooses to end the story. The outcome of the story is we, we don't know whether in a year's time that fig tree produced fruit or whether actually it got chopped down. You see, the question that I've been asking every week that, that I've been speaking since I've come back on my sabbatical is the question this, what does God want us to do? What does God want us to do with this reading? Because that's the question that anyone who heard that reading in the first century would have asked. The first question would have been, what does God want me to do with this? And to understand that question of what does God want me to do, we have to ask a previous question. The previous question is this. Who or what did the fig tree in the vineyard represent? And to those first hearers, when Jesus starts to talk about a fig tree, when he starts to talk about a vineyard... They would have known that it was, he was speaking about Israel. He was speaking about the people of God. If you, you can find the references on the handout, but if you know your Old Testament prophetic books, you will see that the, the fig tree and the vineyard represented the people of God. And so it would be very easy for us to then say, as the people of God today, Jesus is speaking to each one of us. We are the fig tree. Each, each one of us is the fig tree. One of the most helpful definitions that I've ever heard about what a, what a parable is, is this. That a parable is a picture that becomes a mirror and then becomes a window. It's a, it's a picture, if you like, that becomes a mirror and then a window. You see, Jesus' story was an everyday sight. Fig trees growing in vineyards were an everyday sight because it was good for the grapes. But there's something about this everyday sight that doesn't quite make sense because this fig tree isn't producing any fruit. And it starts to ask us to make a question and say, well, why isn't this fig tree producing any fruit? What's wrong with the fig tree? And we start to begin to look at the Jesus' story. Less as a picture and more as a mirror. That if a fig tree is meant to represent fruit and I'm the fig tree, am I producing that fruit that that, that Jesus is expecting. And through that, looking at the parable through a mirror, we start to see it through a window of what God's kingdom reality is like as to what he expects each of us as fig trees to be producing that fruit. And what does that look like? And how do we go about that? And it's through what the garden says. Give me time. Let me dig. And let me feed. And those three ideas of time and digging and feeding are the three ideas in Jesus' story that helps us produce fruit in each one of our lives. And each of those three all relates to the condition of our hearts in each situation. Because for the first century person, the heart was the center not just of your emotions, it was the center of your will, your intellect, your whole belief system. That was what your heart represented. And so fruitfulness is, is cultivated firstly through, through time. You know, we live in an instant society that demands immediate solutions to problems and instant answers And fruitfulness doesn't work like that. 
Many of us go to, go to work each week and we're, we're confronted by problems and people expect us to be able to answer the, the problem immediately. And fruitfulness only grows through spending time with Jesus. It only happens through, instead of being dictating by time, but actually seizing the time and seizing that moment to actually say that I now need to spend some time with the gardener. Because that's how fruitfulness grows. It only grows through spending time with Jesus the gardener in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because that's how we change. That's how we, how we start to produce fruit. And of course, Jesus is a, is a patient gardener, but Jesus' story carries with a health warning attached to it, doesn't he? That there'll come a time for each of us when we have no time left. And most people in this world spend all their time thinking that they're indestructible. And we're not. Fruitfulness is cultivated through time. Fruitfulness, secondly, is cultivated through digging. You know, if Jesus was to do some soil and root analysis on our character, on our hearts this morning, what would he want to say to us? What would he want us to to think about? You know, Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart with all of your strength. For out of it comes all the desires of life. And as Jesus would say, for out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. And Jesus' most famous agricultural parable, the parable of the sower. You know, the soil was a metaphor for our hearts. And so you'll see on the the back of the handout, and in a moment we're going to look through some of those questions. You know, if, if Jesus was to kind of do some digging, digging in the kind of soil of our hearts and into the roots of us, where might he find that our hearts just get snatched away, like the seed that fell on the path? Or where might he find that our hearts just have this protective shell like the, like the soil would be hard? Like disappointment and frustration and almost resentment has built up in our, into our hearts. So where might he find the soil that fell among the weeds and the thorns as if there's too much clutter? Too much clutter in our hearts that it starves the oxygen out of producing fruit. Or where might he say that the seed's grown in the rocks, and it's kind of a bit shallow. Where would he say that he just wants to deepen our character? Fruitfulness is cultivated through, through digging, and finally, fruitfulness is, create, is cultivated through feeding. You know, where does Jesus want to bring life into our hearts this morning? Because the Bible tells us not only to guard our hearts, but to give our hearts, to love Jesus with all of our hearts. And so you, there's some more thoughts to think about in a moment when we turn to prayer about what things we can do in that area. Here's the thing about fig trees that, that I didn't know. Fig trees can grow even 
in difficult circumstances. Fig trees can grow even in the most hostile of, of, of situations. And we may feel that we're in a season of our lives where things are difficult. And how can I possibly produce fruit in difficulty? You know, some of the most difficult times we face in our lives are actually the times when we can actually produce most fruit. And secondly, a fig tree can have more than one growth cycle per year. It isn't like just the fruit comes out, certainly not in Israel, at a certain time of the year. They just are so vibrant in their growth. And it's a, it's a reminder that if we take the time, like often as we come into this season of summer, if we take the time and let Jesus dig and let Jesus feed, each one of us could be in a more vibrant place come the beginning of September, which would only be a good thing for all of us. But the thing about September is we don't know what it's going to look like. Just like in Jesus' story, we don't know whether the fig tree produced fruit or whether it was cut down. It requires us to think and to play our parts. So let us pray. So Heavenly Father, as we think of the fig tree... And as we go to think and develop it a bit more in our service now. Help each one of us to think about where you might want us to spend time with you. Or where you want to really spend time with us. And help us to allow you to dig and to feed in each one of our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.